0: No, because Hugh Jackman really did that with his vibrato during Greatest Showman. Like, should I
1: watch Greatest Showman? Is it worth it? No. Okay. Mm -hmm. Don't watch it. Just listen to the soundtrack. Wasn't, like, Zac Efron
0: in it? I would, like, Zendaya's in it, Zac Efron's in it, Hugh Jackman, and, like, a bunch of other people, too, actually. I think Yaya Abdul is in it. I don't know who that is. Is he? Was that him? I think he played Zendaya's brother. I don't know. As a storyline, very questionable. But the soundtrack slaps, because I think it was done by the same guys that did Dear Evan Hansen. Ooh. Okay,
1: I yeah. liked your so I answer. would maybe
0: watch it. Yeah, I would maybe watch it once so you can get the context of the songs and then just never watch it again. Okay, fair.
1: <laughs> I'll, I'll dabble into that. Well, hello everybody, welcome back to episode thirty-two of Into It. I am Sal, and I'm Lyndon, and we're back. Hi. How are you feeling? Are. Episode thirty-two. I-
0: I'm feeling, like, strangely good. I think it's because, like, I've slept a lot the past couple days. Mm-hmm. That's always I, Like, good. I, I was just singing from now on. I literally learned the choreography to that dance, which if you've seen Greatest Showman, you understand that it's just jumping. I learned the choreography to it the other night at, like, midnight, because I was just in bed, and my body was like, get on YouTube right now. <laughs> learn, <laughs> this learn this. And learn this fucking <laughs> dance, bitch. And I did. <laughs> okay. Proud of so you. So are at that. You know, we had therapy today, had lots of revelations, you know, clocked myself. It is what it is. Clocked myself. Fully clocked myself. I learned that if you are turned, or how do I say this? If you're like, I guess just for lack of a better term right now, because I'm rubbing two brain cells together at the moment. Yes. If you are deterred by people that, like, approach you first or, like, find you attractive first, the most likely what's happening is you're projecting onto them the idea that you don't think you're, like, worth it. So there must be Mm. something wrong with them to want you. Yes. And, like, I laughed the entire time I had this realization. And my therapist was like, why are you laughing? This is not funny. And I was like, no, but you don't understand. It is. (laughs) So that's where we're at right now. We love that. Having those little...
1: Revelations and those moments where what
0: things about start ourselves, making sense. You know, yeah. Listen, it's better than just being confused. Like I have been the past twenty-two <laughs> years of my life. Just being confused. Literally, I used to be like, I don't understand. Like every time somebody would come up to me, like at a bar or something, be like, "Hey," I'd be like, "No." Like, wh- what do you want from me? Literally, <laughs> like I'm just trying to drink my little mojito in peace.
1: <laughs> mojito. What I would give for a mojito right now.
0: God, Marios are so good. They are good. So uh, good.
1: But yeah, what's up with you? <laughs> what is up with me? Not much. Same old, same old. Nothing crazy. It's daylight savings. The yeah, light that. is still yes. out as we're recording this right now. The serotonin is still somewhat there, you know? Thank God. Um so that's a good thing. Except I hate that it's dark in the morning because I can't wake up.
0: See, it's not that dark though. Like as long as it's kind of light, I can wake up.
1: I can't. I need it bright. I mean, but it's... how early
0: do you have to wake up though?
1: I get up at like 6:30. So it's like and within 20 hell? minutes. Yeah, I'd be
0: getting up at like 8:15.
1: <laughs> yeah, no, no. I'd be getting up early and before it was bright out, but I'll get used to it. It's just a matter yeah. of figuring that out. Um, what else? I have been doing a little like no march spending. A little yeah, challenge. I'm not
0: doing that. I've spent so much over the past three days.
1: Yeah, that was me all throughout February, January, and December. <laughs> I feel like That's once terrible. Christmas rolled around and then past that, it was just never ending. So yep. I was like, I need to... And I wouldn't say it was that bad, but just like beyond what I typically... I'm spent, but just yeah, just like on clothes and stuff, and like things that I don't necessarily need. Just getting out of boredom and looking forward to opening I a package because <laughs> I feel I like there's it. not much else to look forward to. But that is that. Yeah. That is all I have. Yeah. We had the Grammys the
0: Sunday night. We did. I actually didn't like watch it because where I am now, I don't have cable. Mm. But like through my friend's phone on Facetime. I saw Harry's performance, loved it. Okay, well, we'll Um,
1: discuss after the break.
0: Okay, okay,
1: okay. Okay, okay, okay. All right, giving you a little teaser, (laughs) and we'll be back (laughs) after this. And we are back. This is the part of the episode where we get into it on all the juicy news and hot gossip. So we are talking about Mm -hmm. the Grammy Awards. And funny that you say you didn't watch it because apparently it was the lowest rated Grammy Award show. What? I heard that. All time.
0: Wait. Wait. Because I heard that it was like, at least for the viewers that did watch it, like my friends, they said that this was like one of their most favorite versions of the Grammys because it just seemed like a cool hangout session. That's a hot take. I felt a little otherwise.
1: But also I will say that in the grand scheme of things, award shows over the past year, ratings have gone down tremendously just with everything going on. Everything that's
0: going on. Um, That completely makes sense. I will
1: say though... I thought the format was weird. I thought it was awkward towards the beginning because you had moments where like the opening act was Harry and then it was Mm -hmm. like Billie Eilish and I think Haim performed as well, they opened. And they were all in kind of like a circle and then they went one by one. And I just thought it was weird because like Harry would perform and you would just awkwardly see Billie and her brother just like watching and it was just like weird I don't know. I felt it to be very awkward. And I think the way in which I love Trevor Noah, I liked a lot of the stuff he said. I thought it was funny. But Mm
0: -hmm.
1: I just wish they opened with just Harry. Like a on some sort of set. Like I didn't need to see everyone else. Just like his performance. Okay. And then like bring in Trevor. Like they typically do. But they kind of switched it. And I get get it for the moment. But um, I thought that was awkward. But then as the night went along... I don't know if the performances were pre-recorded because you had like WAP or like Taylor Swift's performance. They looked like they were on sets and like they weren't Mm. around other performers. Like they weren't going around in a circle. So
0: now it makes sense if they were pre-recorded though.
1: Exactly. I don't care about that. Like that's a lot to put out in two, three hours, whatever it was. Yeah. But I just thought the beginning part when they were like going around in a circle, I thought it was awkward. But that's interesting that other people thought differently
0: yeah well i mean to each their own i didn't watch it either way so (laughs) (laughs) but you watched terry's performance right i did so the feather boa i was like cute okay Mm -hmm. i I see you know a little flavor a little flavor there and then when he took it off and he was (laughs) people went nuts um I, I, I watched my friend's jaw, like, drop. Like, she literally <laughs> almost started drooling. I was very worried for her for a couple of seconds, and then she turned the phone around, and I was like, I completely understand why that reaction happened. Um, I thought it was fun. You know, I thought it was just cute. I was like, oh, look at him go. Can it's I give a hot take? Dance. Okay. I wanted to No, more. speak your truth.
1: I didn't think it was I, as hype mm-hmm. as I thought it would be. Maybe I just hyped it up. Too much?
0: No, I've heard from other friends. Some of my other friends said that they wish that the arrangements, the arrangement of the music itself, was a bit more. But that the, at least the performance was fine as it was, which I can understand. I don't know. I just thought it was cute. It just seemed like a vibe. Yeah, it was very I'm chill. Very low but I though. just feel yeah. like
1: in terms of an opener, like I wanted something more yes. exciting. And he was just like vibing around, and I was like, okay. I
0: don't because know. I was surprised when they said that Harry was opening because I'm like, he doesn't really like do like a big spectacle. Yes. So I wasn't expecting a big That's spectacle. That's what I'm whereas saying. like, yeah. if you're opening for the Grammys and you didn't really know who Harry was, you're probably expecting like the usual, a big spectacle. But I think because I kind of understand where Harry's at performance-wise. In front, because on stage, he does a lot. But like, in front of cameras, he kind of like brings it back a little bit because mm-hmm. he doesn't have that like, I, how do you say it? Like the crowd energy like you would in a, okay. a show on a stage and a concert versus like, you know, Jimmy Kimmel. <laughs> yes. At night. So I, I think I was just expecting that. So I was happy that he even did his little dance moves that he did. Exactly. But Yeah. I I understand for an opener how that could be underwhelming.
1: For sure. But anyways, he won Best Pop Solo Performance. So he walked which out with the Grammy, about. which is crazy. Good for him. Good for him. Then I feel like the major MVP of the night. Obviously. Megan Thee Stallion. She didn't win Record of the Year, but okay. she took home three other awards. She was nominated for oh, wow. Best New Artist that she won. For Savage with Beyonce, she won both Best Rap Song and Best Rap Performance.
0: Okay. Mm-hmm. See, like, it's just, I just want her knees. Like, <laughs> obviously, I bump to her every single day. But if I could just have a crumb of the Houston knees that I she know. has. The power that I would have.
1: (laughs) Oh, my God. It was so funny. The other night, I was like, I'm bored. Let me just put on Fox News, which I never, I've never done. Why would you do that? Because I wanted to laugh. Okay. Let me have that. And, of course, they're talking about the WAP performance. Guess who they have on? It was too perfect. Guess. Oh,
0: my God. Is it fucking Candace Owens? Yes.
1: But I was like, this is too fucking perfect. Of course. They have her on here. Let me pull it up. Let me pull up the tweet because Cardi clapped back and it made me laugh this morning.
0: (gasps) Wait, she did? Oh my God. How did did I miss this Twitter war? I'm looking it up.
1: Let me just play for you what she said.
0: Okay. Learning about critical race theory. They're learning that they should aspire to people like Cardi B. That you you see that fundamentally we are seeing the destruction of American values, American principles. And it's terrifying. I think parents should be terrified that this is the direction that our society is heading towards. And again, we are so the fear-mongering that she uses. And I expected this
1: to happen. I mean, we had this with Britney Spears. We had this Mm -hmm. with Lady Gaga. Anytime you have a highly televised performance where people are doing something raunchy and edgy, people are going to freak out. That's just the way it goes. And Cardi tweets back and she goes, I love, first of all, I love how she calls her Candy. That cracks me up. (laughs) She goes, I don't know why Candy is so bothered by WAP. I was just inspired by her former first lady. Anyways, congrats on your new show. I hope you speak more about WAP. I need it to reach a new audience to go six times platinum. Any exposure will help. Love you, Candy. Stream up.
0: Oof. See, I don't know if I agree with posting about Melania at the end, but I mean, Candace, had it coming. You know what type of reaction you're going for and what type of reaction you're going to get. I don't understand why she keeps willingly making a fool of herself. Because that's, the, that's how she makes a living. Yeah, but like... That's, that's her looks whole like shtick,
1: is that she picks up these fights with celebrities who don't give a shit about her, and yeah. the conservatives go crazy about it.
0: Whatever. She's lame. And you know what? Her hair is fucking dying. Candace, <laughs> just condition it with some rice water or something. I know. It's okay. You don't need to have your natural hair on display all the time. It's okay. Ugh. Give your hair a break. Try some protective hairstyles. How about some box <laughs> braids? It's okay. Come on. Moving forward,
1: Come though, on. <laughs> I was so happy for Megan. We were rooting for her, and I think it was just awesome yes. that she ended up sweeping that night and really having her moment, especially after the year that she has been through. I was going
0: to say, she deserves it of many of the people up there. I, I feel like, at least for this year's Grammys, most of the nominations were well deserved. Do I wish that more were nominated? Of course. But at least the ones that were nominated, I wasn't nearly as mad about it, if Mm -hmm. that makes sense. But after the year that Megan's had, yeah. She deserves it.
1: And moving on from this, we had Billie Eilish win record of the year for Everything I Wanted. And there was this moment during her speech, where she said, this is really embarrassing for me. And then she pointed it towards Megan. And she said, you're a queen. I want to cry thinking about how much I love you. Basically just saying that, you know, Megan deserved to win for that category. And she did it. Okay, then give it up.
0: <laughs> give it, literally give <laughs> it up. Give it to I her. think they can't give it up because like uh, yeah. their okay, are yes, really yes. ingrained into that. But I see exactly what you're saying. Like if
1: you don't want it. just give it to her. I don't know. I just think that joke's so funny. But again, we had this moment where, similarly to Adele, but also I'm like, okay, like I think Billy in her own right had a very big year mm-hmm. with that song and did deserve exactly. record of the year. So it's not as, I don't think it's as big of a snub as Beyonce and Adele in my mind.
0: Yes, it's not, oh God, because they fully snubbed Beyonce. Yes. They ripped the rug out from underneath her. Whereas this one, it's like, you also gave Megan other awards. Yeah, she walked Granted, out with she have won, you know, record of the year, probably. But I'm not as mad about it because she walked out with a bunch of other Grammys as well. Yes. But, I mean, I digress.
1: Dula <laughs> Peep was showing out with her performance of Levitating and Don't Start Now. Did you watch it?
0: I haven't watched it, but I know the lesbians have been. Her legs. I know they have been. Her legs. Can we just talk about Mm -hmm. her legs? She's gorgeous. I know multiple lesbians that are so upset that she's straight. (laughs) She showed out, um,
1: and she won best pop vocal album. Well deserved. I think so. Again, yeah.
0: She deserved it. Yeah, that one. I was Mm -hmm. happy
1: for her. That album is so from start to finish, no skips. It's at
0: so good. All
1: I will say though, the deluxe and the club mixes, eh, I think they missed yeah.
0: mark. Yeah, I agree.
1: And it's a shame because it was such a good album in and of itself. I was really looking forward to those, and they just didn't. Especially with like Madonna and Missy, I was like, come on, you do better. Mm-hmm.
0: But you know what she tried? Next time. We'll give her another chance. Yeah. We'll give her another chance. <laughs> but
1: overall, she looked amazing, sounded amazing, and well-deserved for her category. Lady Gaga and Miss Ariana Grande, Best Pop Duo Performance,
0: What We they Wanted. Won. Oh, thank God.
1: Well-deserved. Thank God. It wasn't televised, unfortunately, but. Why not? I don't know. I guess they they didn't want them them to
0: perform at the Grammys. That performance would have been. That's another
1: question I had. Why didn't they have them perform? Who knows?
0: I think Gaga's currently like in Greece or something, filming something for Greece.
1: Oh, that's right, I saw that. So maybe she had a conflicting schedule. Yeah, because I would have loved to see something more from C- Chromatica, another performance. We haven't gotten much besides, what was it, the VMAs or the AMAs?
0: Yeah, because I mean, it came out in quarantine, so it makes sense. Yeah. Like, I want more. <laughs>
1: exactly. But so well deserved. We were rooting for them. I'm so glad that they won. Taylor Swift won Album of the mm. Year for Folklore. Again, well <laughs> deserved. I will say that. I
0: can't be mad at that. Work. I can't I will be say mad. The, the gays have been involved and invested in folklore yes (laughs) so i'm not surprised i'm just happy that at least it doesn't seem like she swept all of the categories like i was expecting and
1: that's another thing i have to say like i really enjoyed it this year because no one really swept i think they passed the plate Mm -hmm. around so well this year like they weren't really any major snubs everyone that i wanted to win won in at least one category
0: exactly Yeah, no, that makes me feel better if it's like... Because we really
1: thought she was going to sweep.
0: I mean, because she has before. Like, I was prepared Mm -hmm. for the absolute worst.
1: (laughs) And this is really historic because Taylor is now the first woman to win Album of the Year three times.
0: Oh, wow. Yeah. What other albums?
1: I think it was 1989.
0: I was going to say she kind of deserved it for 1989. What (laughs) was the one
1: after that? Reputation? No, not Reputation, because remember, she didn't get any nominations for that, and she was, like, so devastated.
0: I mean, but that album...
1: Yeah, I think it was for Red or Lover. I'm not sure. Don't quote me on it. I don't know off the top of my head. But either way, congrats, Taylor. I mean, she was one for five, which kind of sucks. She had five nominations this year, but at least she won this. I mean, but do you know how many... Do you know how many oh, Grammys say, she already you know? has? Like, yeah.
0: Exactly. So, like, come on.
1: <laughs> and also, like, I think this win, especially, overshadows everything else because it's historic. Yeah. Then we have for her. <laughs> Beyonce. I'm just going to say, I was surprised she even showed up when I saw her. <laughs> <laughs> when they panned over to her at first, I thought she was pretending that she was on the phone. But I think she was just fixing her earring. I still couldn't tell. It was a little blurry. But I lost my shit because she looked so unbothered. Like, why the hell am I here?
0: Literally. it somebody was like, Beyonce clearly just got out of bed just to show face. Like, she genuinely did not want to be there. And you
1: know she refused to
0: perform, right? Oh, I didn't know she refused to. Then why show up? Well, I think because of the awards that she won, that probably, like... The Grammys are like, no, she needs to be here. And probably her manager. I like, think convinced they knew that, that
1: she was winning in that category and was like, Okay, you need to come. Because that makes sense. Yeah. I wouldn't be surprised if initially she was like, Hell no, I'm not showing up there. But also, I respect the fact that she was like, I'm not performing. Like, I'm not going to put on a show for you people just Mm. to screw me over in the end.
0: Yeah, that makes sense. So probably, like, her manager was like, no, like, you actually need to come. And she was like, fine. Because it seemed like she didn't know that she was also going to be recognized as, like, the most Grammys won by a female artist or something. Yes.
1: So Beyonce. She looked very confused. (laughs) Yeah, she made history um, with her win for Best R&B Performance for Black Parade. And now she has a total of 28 awards and 79 nominations from the Grammys, making her the most awarded and nominated woman and second most awarded person in Grammy history, tied with Quincy Jones. But also I thought her going up for Megan's win she gave Megan the space, which I thought was so cool because you know, Megan was starstruck. Like, in the moment when they pan the cam- camera over to Megan, she was just like, Holy shit! Like, wait, I have to go up and accept this award with yep. fucking Beyonce.
0: <laughs> and it's so cute. Yeah. It's so cute. And if you
1: watch the clip, like, Beyonce let Megan talk, like, gave her her space. Was just praising her endlessly. Blue Ivy is the second youngest artist to win a Grammy. She won four she Brown Skin Girls.
0: Ugh, she's so cute. I know. Oh, Blue, the way that Blue has so many more awards than like ninety nine percent of the population already,
1: <laughs> as she fucking should. I don't know why she wasn't there accepting the damn award. I was kind of pissed. <laughs>
0: Beyonce was like, nah, Blue, like, stay at home. Ma- <laughs> mom, Mama will be back. Don't worry about it. I'll be back soon. Don't even run. Don't worry. And it was so
1: funny when Trevor Noah, so, like, they accepted the award, Megan and Beyonce, and as they were walking down the steps, Trevor Noah cuts to them and is like, this is, like, history because now Beyonce is the most awarded and nominated artist, whatever, blah, blah, blah. And in that second, Beyonce's face
0: is, like... She's just like, um, why am I still here? She's
1: (laughs) like, the fuck you want me to do next? Like, she was so not having it. Oh, that killed me. But all in all, that is really all I have for the Grammys. I really liked DeBaby's performance. I really enjoy him. And I was kind of shocked that I enjoyed his performance so much. But they really judged up the arrangement. That's one thing I have to say, all in all. Megan, especially, and DaBaby, in both of their performances, I love when artists remake the arrangements to their songs for live performances. Yes.
0: It adds yes. so much. Ugh, do you know what performance I always think about like that too? What's that? Doja Cat's performance of Say So. I think it was for the AMAs where she made it like a pop punk rendition yes. of it. Yes.
1: It's so I, cool and so exciting and new, and it makes because it's these different. Yes, and it makes these tracks that we've like grown to love mm-hmm. unexpected and exciting. And I'm glad you brought up Doja Cat because I forgot to mention her. Her performance was killer.
0: I actually didn't see her performance. Uh,
1: well, remember we were talking about her at the AMAs? She killed ass then too. I she have did. yet. To see a bad performance from that girl, even though I will say some of the stuff she says I do not agree with and is very questionable.
0: Some. (laughs) A lot of it, yes. Some. A lot of it is.
1: Did you see the one about the coronavirus
0: from last year?
1: She was like, all you people are a bunch of pussies. Like, this is just like the flu and like, get the fuck over it. And I will say uh, it was like initially when shit hit the fan. Not excusing it, I don't know. Again, just like saying things that are very questionable, that are not cool, and So,
0: I'm just like, Doja, put the phone down. Exactly. I don't know what the hell her PR
1: team is doing, but they have to put like a muzzle or something on her. (laughs) Because she just goes
0: off. She does. And it's just constant. But I think that's why a lot of people still follow her. Because, like, every time she goes out live, you don't know what's going to happen. You don't know.
1: You, don't. you do not know. <laughs> it's like fucking Nicki Minaj. But it's, it's tough because her performances are so great. And it's like just shh for that's a minute. The thing,
0: it's like... Her music and her performances are fantastic, but then she opens her mouth, and it's like,
1: oh and I don't get it because her performances seem so well thought out and like planned ahead, and then it's like, then you just like spew shit out without thinking twice about it, girlfriend. Like, think about your words, please.
0: Exactly. I mean, maybe that's what it is. It's like she's a great performer, great artist, but mm, <laughs> yeah. that's all I got for the now. Grammys.
1: Do you have anything else you want to add?
0: Mm, no. I will add this one last thing. When Harry first got his butterfly tattoo in One Direction days, I will say I hated it. I did. And now I've grown to love it. That is all. Okay. He can pull off
1: a tattoo. (laughs) He's one person that can pull off a mean tattoo.
0: But that's the thing. It was in his stomach. And I was like, what the hell is he doing? (laughs) But now, like, especially after that, like, recently, but especially after that performance, I'm like, wait a minute. Wait a damn (laughs) minute. Hold on. Hold the phone. Okay, I get it. I see it now. I get it.
1: So that's all we have for the Grammys. Moving forward, we're going to be talking about this whole Piers Morgan scandal.
0: Wait, what do you mean scandal? I thought we already did. Wait, what happened? It touched a nerve
1: with Sharon Osbourne, who is a friend of Piers from America's Got Talent. If you don't remember, they were judges on the show years ago. So on the talk. Yes, which I don't watch. I don't either, but I saw this clip. They Mm -hmm. asked, they post questions to Sharon about, you know, her standing by Piers because she tweeted at Piers Morgan, I am with you. I stand by you. No. People forget (laughs) that you're paid for your opinion and that you're just speaking your truth.
0: But it's a terrible opinion and like it's not the truth. It's not your truth true? It's not.
1: So, Cheryl Underwood, who I love, I love Cheryl Underwood, she goes Mm -hmm. on to say on the show and she says, what would you say to people who may feel that while you're standing by your friend, it appears that you give validation or safe haven to something that he has uttered that is racist, even if you don't agree? Well, Mm -hmm. immediately Sharon got defensive and she's going on and on saying that oh She's about to be put in the electric chair because I have a friend. And then she starts like spewing the shit at Cheryl and is like, tell me what he said that that's racist. Tell me. And this is the part that really upset me. She goes, and don't try and cry because if anyone should be crying, it should be me. Educate Mm -hmm. me. Tell me. And I (laughs) felt so bad for Cheryl in that moment because you could tell she was trying so hard to keep her composure. And she goes on to say, it is not the exact words of racism. It's the implication and the reaction to it. To not want Mm -hmm. to address that because she is a black woman and to try to dismiss it or to make it seem less than what it is. That's what makes it racist. And, This blew up. Sharon was going nuts. The talk has been on a hiatus since that day. It is unknown as to whether anyone is leaving the show, what's going on. Mm -hmm. Cheryl appeared on Steve Harvey's morning show the other day and she said, Steve, (laughs) I know, so random. But uh, you what? know people were like trying to pick her up to like get her on their show. Oh, wait, to speak Cheryl, about
0: not it. Shannon. It's Sharon Osborne, right?
1: No, Cheryl Underwood, not Sharon Osborne. Cheryl Underwood who was okay, like, so confronted. Okay, so
0: Cheryl Oh, uh, was on Steve Harvey. Yeah. She was on Steve Harvey. Yes, okay, yes, okay yes, that yes. makes sense. That like, would I thought you be meant Sharon, totally I was different. Like, oh my god. Um, that's why I was like um
1: what? Exactly. And okay. she pretty much said that she wanted to use that moment to be a better example for people to stay composed when it comes to addressing similar situations. And she goes on to say, I just wanted to be a better example for people that are working just a regular old job that have to compose themselves. And she said that she considers Osborne still a friend. I am just uh, say, Cheryl, you got to reconsider that. But... I was going to say... <laughs> The talk went out and said, we are committed to a diverse, inclusive, and respectful workplace. All matters related to are the Wednesday know- episode of the talk are currently under internal review. Yvette Nicole Brown. I love her. Love Yvette Nicole Brown. She's
0: fantastic. She's a queen. I've loved her from, wasn't she also on Drake and Josh? Yes, she her was on them. Drake
1: and Josh.
0: Oh, she's a fucking icon. Fucking she's so sweet. the
1: best. She tweeted, It was the educate me for me. It's not a black (laughs) woman's job to educate anybody about racism. The Mm -hmm. education one Mm -hmm. seeks is everywhere. Further telling someone they have no right to their tears while you're crying is just... And then she says, insert Viola grabbing her purse meme. (laughs) (laughs) Um... But this has blown up. Holly Robinson-Pete, she was on the talk in the first season. And her and Leah Remedy Mm -mm. got the boot after the first season. I don't know if you remember that. But she has said in the past, and she reiterated, claiming that Osborne, she referred to Pete as too ghetto for the show. And that's what led to her departure. And... She said, I bring this up now because I was mortified watching the disrespectful, condescending tone she took with her co-host, who remained calm and respectful yeah. because she had to. Just to end this, I feel like I'm going on and on, but so much has happened. Sharon did yeah. an interview with a black anchor from Entertainment Tonight, of, of course. Of course she did. Of course she did. And she, of she basically did. said that she felt panicked and blindsided because... They did not give her... Okay, so at one point she says that someone was like... One of the planners for the show, one of the runners was like... Okay, so we're going to talk about the Pierce Morgan incident. Are you okay to talk about it? And she was like, yes. She literally said that. And then later she goes on to say... Oh well, no one told me that they were going to be asking me those questions, and it seemed like all my co-hosts like ganged up on me in that moment and caught me off guard. And I was like, "Okay, wait." No, it's because you were
0: wrong, and then they tried to hold you accountable, but then you decided to weaponize your white tears. Just say that exactly. Just say that.
1: So she put this whole apology on Instagram. I'm not going to read it. Go look at it yourself. I just feel like I said so much. What do you have to it's say? It's just,
0: I mean, thank you for the rundown because yeah. I knew something was going on, and I was like, yeah, that sounds like a someone else's issue. Mm-hmm. Um, if you support Pierce Morgan, you're probably a terrible person. I'm sorry. Point blank. Period. I feel so bad for Cheryl for having to go through that and having to feel like she needed to be an example of keeping composure because I have been in so many situations, so many racist ass situations. Where people are being held accountable for their racist actions and somehow feel the need to turn it back on me. Mm -hmm. Like it's my fault that they've been racist. And I've had to keep my composure. And no one should ever have to go through that. I might throw hands next time I'm in a similar situation. I'm not even going to lie. Because it's one of the most irritating things to call someone out and then they flip the script on you telling you that you are overreacting. They're completely gaslighting you over experiences that they're never going to have. Mm -hmm. So just shut the fuck up and close your fucking mouth and listen to what the fuck I'm saying. Because if you want to keep yelling at me, we can just start fighting. We can. I just...
1: (laughs) She was hurting her (laughs) case. Like, the whole Pierce Morgan thing is one thing in and of itself. But to then point towards the black woman who was offended by the comments and say, you have no reason to be crying or upset about this. I am going to completely invalidate how you feel, even though these comments out of anyone in this room are going affect to you the affect most. you
0: the most. It's despicable. There's no other word for it but despicable. And don't say educate me. Bitch, you have Google. You're Thank Shannon on. You. Do you understand yes. how much money you have? Do you understand that you can get private tutors? Okay, yes. Come on. I have to sit here and teach you about racism. And I want to reiterate, as a white person, big age? you were probably there during segregation. Come on! It what? is
1: nobody's job to educate you. You need no. to be doing the work on your own. I know. I have currently. I'm reading *Warmth of Other Sons* by I'd um, to see her. What's her name? Isabel Wilkerson. I read *Cast* a few months back. I've I've been reading. I've been doing this for years. I'm not gonna, and I'm not bragging in any yeah. way. It's just. What you need to do, because I've taken into account there are so many things, but the history of this country and the society that I live in has been so skewed mm-hmm. in my adolescence. And Absolutely. I need to push past those notions and see it for what it is rather than what it was painted out to be for me. And exactly, I think another thing is whenever we have these discussions about quote unquote cancel culture or things in which people are offended because it's racist, et cetera, I always take the step back and I say, this has nothing to do with how I feel. This has nothing to do with me. Mm-hmm. I do not get to decide whether or not this is offensive. That is not up to me. Nope. <laughs> so, yep. I just stay quiet and I and I look at how other people feel about it, and it's okay to be like go up to a person of co- not just any random person, but have these conversations yes. <laughs> with those close with to somebody you. Somebody ask
0: for their consent who, to have that yes, conversation. Who are yes. persons
1: of color and be like, listen, like, so, where, what's your take on this? Like, how do you feel when you see something like this? And then take that and don't just stop there go on mm-hmm. read more into the it research look at other perspectives history.
0: yes 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 yes
1: there's so much more and it's to like,
0: that and it's not that hard like when you learn that everything within the country at least the united states is 100 rooted in racism that's when you'll start to see okay i understand why people are so pissed Mm -hmm. i get it now because literally every single thing in our society you can somehow point back to racism or slavery or both yes it's not that hard and it made me upset in this
1: moment because i think this especially on their platform this could have been a huge moment to have this conversation in a respectful Mm -hmm. and like very informative way but then sharon just i think these topics get so people get so overly sensitive to it and jump to conclusions and white people especially get so defensive because they don't want to be labeled as racist
0: but you are like it's okay yes (laughs) just say it as once you recognize that you are then you can dismantle the racism that has literally been ingrained in your body for decades because you're old For decades. But until you allow yourself to think, hey, maybe some of my thought processes or maybe, you know, the assumptions that I have are rooted in racism, you're not going to get anywhere. Exactly. You're not going to get anywhere.
1: And I think people say, oh, well, if someone says that my actions were racist, then I'm just going to be cut off completely. No. Take that Mm. moment. Reflect think about it. People are going to cut you off if you continue to do the same thing over and over again and don't listen to how other people feel. Of course. I've yeah. That, if I've done that. have done that many yes, times. Yes. <laughs> if you're going to keep doing it time and time again, but you need to have that moment with yourself and realize, do, am I, you know, do I have implicit bias in this situation? What's going on? No. Am I exhibiting microaggressions? Take that time and don't think about yourself. Think about the other person who's being affected by it.
0: For an example, like I had to even do that internally with my own race as a black woman because i think one thing that people don't understand is that especially when it comes to things like immigration, the United States for a very long time, even up to now, they only really allow people to immigrate into this country as long as they have a certain subset of educational credits, a specific field that they're in and stuff. So like a lot of Africans that have immigrated to America that are Mm. black have some sort of a weird hierarchy over Black Americans because a lot of them came educated, were able to go to school, graduate from school, you know, move up the ranks, whatever. So they, it's the stigma that American society has purposefully done to like pit these two groups against each other so that a lot of, at least in my situation, African immigrants look at Black Americans, like like they look down on them because it's like, well, I did all of this. How come you guys didn't? And it's like, I had to do the work internally to be like, no, I'm coming from... A family that already had these credentials and because of these credentials, that's the only way that the U.S. even allowed them in. So already my family was at a higher advantage. Mm -hmm. And then because of that, white Americans treated me differently because my parents already had those credentials, even though it doesn't make us any better. It doesn't make Mm -hmm. it like you shouldn't treat me differently differently. Absolutely. Because of these sets of things that America made as prerequisites to even get into this country. And like black people that are have been forced to live in this country against their will. Yes. And it's like I've even had to do that. And it's not that hard. Like it's difficult once you sit down and realize exactly what's happening and like, you know, absorbing that in, but once you understand it, it makes it so much easier to dismantle all of those Mm -hmm. assumptions that you have ingrained in your psyche.
1: And guess what? White people, guess what? You're going to feel uncomfortable and that's okay. Mm -hmm. You're going to, there's going to be a sense of guilt and that's okay. Yep. Learn from it. It's
0: just like, just learn from it. Understand where it's down coming like from. Sharon Acknowledge it. Jesus. Move forward. Yes, we've gone on a tangent. Sharon yes. Osborne just shut the fuck up. <laughs> yes. the fuck up. I'm and sorry, your time has come. Shut the fuck I up. I just want to say,
1: a throwback to the moment on the View with Kelly Osborne talking about Latin Americans and saying that they're cleaning Donald Trump's toilets. Uh, what you don't remember that, however many years no? ago. So I'm just going to say I'm not surprised <sighs> the apple does not fall far from the tree. Oh my
0: Clearly. god!
1: Clearly, but I want to segue into this story, which I actually heard today, and I think it's a good example of recognizing your wrongdoings and coming to terms mm-hmm. with it and moving forward. Nick Cannon. We Mm -hmm. had this moment, however many months ago, he made... It's been a while. Yeah. Yeah. He made anti-Semitic comments and he was kicked off the network, removed from Wild and Out. All this stuff happened. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: And now he's addressing it. Saying that he is not seeking forgiveness. He's seeking Mm -hmm. growth. And I love this quote that he said. He said, it's not about cancel culture. It's about Council culture.
0: Huh? Oh, okay, okay. I get it now. (laughs) Yes,
1: yes, 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 yes. So he was opening up about his quote-unquote journey of atonement and stressed the importance of taking the time to understand why his words were hurtful to the Jewish community during his interview, Mm -hmm. which blew up and became huge. He said, I hurt people. I'm going to lean into it. I want to understand why I hurt you. What did I say? What are these tropes? Educate me. And he said his way of leaning into it has been inviting rabbis and Jewish leaders onto the same radio show where he originally made the anti-Semitic comments. And he said, my journey is not going to stop whether the person watching this forgives me or not. I'm still going to hopefully do this process and be on the right side of history. He went on to say, which I like this part, he said... That no one pressured him to apologize because to him, Mm. apologies are empty. Apologies are weightless. This goes beyond apologizing. He goes, I'm on this journey of atonement not to get a job, not to gain any more money because that's not what's needed here. I'm doing this because it's the right thing to do.
0: Good for him. I actually believe that he's going to turn around. I do. I do too. Based off of that information. He's... Because when he said it, I was like, "Uh, Nick I no. I know. And then I think it's also, too, like, he's clearly taking the time, taking the step back. Like I said, it's been a while since he made those comments. I feel like a lot of times celebrities are a little bit too quick to give a response. And I'm like, have you actually thought through what happened Mm -hmm. and fully understand exactly, like, the implications that are around that? For sure. So the fact that it's now, like, he's coming out with a statement. He's showing exactly what he's doing. And he's also like, I'm not asking for forgiveness, Yeah, Like that's not what – I'm not here begging on my knees to do something just so I can get money out of it. I'm here to raise awareness because I acted a fool. Exactly. I fully acted a fool. And I like how he's setting the
1: example for other people. It's like we're all imperfect. We make mistakes. We're human. But what matters is what we do after that. If we keep perpetuating – this ignorance then yeah people are going to get upset and want nothing to do with us and as people yep. should i think that's very fair but it's like acknowledge that you fucked up and just move on but like take that time so, to learn for yourself and don't expect anything from anybody after that you know don't expect exactly. forgiveness no it's not about that it's about you educating yourself and doing what's right for you exactly
0: Go, not again yeah that's
1: all I got. But I like how you were like <laughs> earlier, we were talking about this. And you were like, you know Mariah whooped his ass into shape.
0: I, I wouldn't be surprised if Mariah was like, nick Because
1: <laughs> it does reflect her did you just and the do? kids.
0: Absolutely. She's probably like, oh, Lord. Yes. <laughs> Here we go again. Okay.
1: In other news, this is a little more <laughs> lighthearted. Maybe not. Kind okay. of sad. But when I first saw this headline, I have to admit, I was a little excited. So, okay. Did you see that Selena Gomez said she might no, quit I do not the music it. industry?
0: Okay, wait, 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 wait. I did see it and I thought to myself, Sal's gonna like this <gasps> <though." laughs> You know, I got a little
1: excited. I said, okay, maybe she's listening to me. Maybe she hears. Like,
0: okay, maybe sis, she- it's just, it's not for you. Okay, it's, but I I appreciate the bops that she has given us. I do. I do too. I do
1: too. Given. So she's she went on to say, "Let me just phrase it for the people. It's yes. hard to keep doing music when people don't necessarily take you seriously." I've had moments where I've been like, "What's the point? Why do I keep doing this?" Lose you to love me. I felt also the,
0: had moments too.
1: <laughs> Lose you to love me. I felt <laughs> was the best song I've ever released, and for some people, it still wasn't enough. I think there are a lot of people who enjoy my music, and for that I'm so thankful. And that's why I keep going. But I think the next time I do an album, it'll be different. I want to give it one last try before I maybe retire music.
0: Based off of that quote, it sounds like she's doing music for the numbers versus just doing music to do music. I get the numbers are important. Well, why does that matter? Exactly. Especially at her stage. Like, I feel like she's at the level... of similar to what Taylor Swift did, where she could just release an album just because. And like, she's the so successful. That like, was. sorry,
1: you're not number one, sis. Like, stop set. And I feel bad because I'm like, stop setting these unrealistic expectations for yourself.
0: You know what I'm saying? Like, And probably a lot of people are projecting those unrealistic expectations onto absolutely. her. That she's internalized it a lot at this point. And the label,
1: especially, probably. Exactly. And, you know, I know I joke about her not being the best singer. And I come from that point in, I just think there's so much talent and given the platform that she has, I just, I just think her performances are lackluster and there's so many other artists who are a lot better. And I think that they deserve that. And I'm not trying to discredit what she does, because I'm sure she has a fan base, and she reaches a lot of people, and her music touches a lot of people. Yes, obviously.
0: I'm pretty sure she's, like, the number one most followed person on Instagram. I read that not too long ago.
1: Yes. So she has a following,
0: like... I th- for me personally, it's like, do I think Selena as a vocalist is that great? You know what? Maybe not. However, her producers do the damn thing on the songs. I will say that <laughs> they, they do. The okay,
1: they deserve a damn fucking raise songs. for the shit that they
0: pull. Yeah, I don't. I guess it's just also too like personally, I don't really relate to a lot of Selena Gomez songs. A lot of them tend to be about love, sorry. Um, yeah. it just isn't really hitting like that for me. <laughs> It's just not my vibe. So, you know what? If you want to stay in music, go for it. If you don't, I mean, I'm not going to, like, beg you to stay. You know? <laughs> I'm not going to beg you to stay. If you want to go, I'll just be like, okay. But if you no. want to stay in music because that makes you happy, you know what? Go on, girl. If it makes Do you thing. happy, Do yes.
1: But if you're going to leave, the door's over there. I'll, I'll open it for <laughs> you. <laughs> you don't need to open the door. And wait, so she said, she said. That she wants to spend more time producing and giving herself a, quote, real shot at acting, which I support. She was a great actress Mm -hmm. on Wizards of Waverly Place from what I remember. Mind you, I was like 12 (laughs) years old. But from what I remember, she was Mm -hmm. pretty good. Maybe if I watched that now, I would think otherwise. But go do that. I am all for that.
0: You know what? Go, go on, go on, girl, go, girl. You know, that's all I'm gonna say. Go, girl, and you know, do what you want. She's been
1: cooking. She has that cooking show. Go do that. You know, but that's the thing. She's
0: at the point where she can literally do whatever she wants. I say just do it. Just do it, and like, don't care what anybody else thinks or like what you expect from other people. Just do it because you want to do it. And if you flop, you flop. It is what it is. You're still the number one most followed person on Instagram. I'm sure you'll be okay. Just don't do some racist shit. Just don't do some racist shit. That's all I'm asking. Yes. And then just, you know, keep it. Keep
1: and I think people thing. always your say your thing, that girl? they're going to retire just to get that shock value. I mean, we have Cher. She went on how many farewell tours? You know what I'm saying? Just to get people coming oh god, back. god, wait, did
0: she? Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah she's exactly been on really like...
1: <laughs> Cher has done like five farewell tours. 2001. That, I think that was like the first one. And now it's 2021. And she hasn't been touring this past year. But she just got off of a well, tour. Obviously. You know? So... People That's just do that like to really sell funny. tickets because they're like, oh, it's the last time I'm ever going to do it. And then people buy into it.
0: Yeah. I mean, I when it comes to Selena Gomez, I'm sure that bank account is stacked. You know, she Absolutely. looks like she's having a good time cooking. Go on, girl. Just go, just go on. And, you know, if you want to leave music, you know, I, it, it, you, you did your best. You know, just go on. <laughs> so her last
1: story. The barbs are quaking. Have you heard about this? Why? No. Wait, wait,
0: wait, 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 wait. The barbs are going off. Not me typing in barbs into Google. Because Tiffany Haddish, mind you, speaking of the Grammys,
1: Tiffany Haddish won a Grammy for Best Comedy. Congrats to her because I love Tiffany Haddish. I think she's so funny. I watched her special. It was hilarious. I've read her book. I love her endlessly. So... During a chat on Clubhouse,
0: I don't even know what that is. Do you know what that is? I know what Clubhouse is, but I couldn't describe exactly what it is. But I've heard about it.
1: Okay, so a user asked her whether anybody has ever told her that she is the Nicki Minaj of comedy right now. Mm. And he was trying to praise her, saying that, you know, she's, like, killing it and, like, is dominating the industry. But she took it a little differently. She said, unlike Nikki, I treat everybody with respect and dignity. And you know the fucking barbs went off. Someone tweeted, Nikki Minaj is funnier than Tiffany Haddish. Another one said. I saw this. I'm looking at tweets right now. (laughs) If we're being completely honest, I've laughed harder at Nikki bars than anything Tiffany (laughs) ever said.
0: (laughs) I just saw that
1: one. But I will say, Nicki Minaj has had her fair beef with many people. She has been on the record being very disrespectful to a lot of different people. Mm -hmm. So it wouldn't shock me if, like, Nicki made a comment that was a little rude to Tiffany Haddish in spur of the moment. I would not be shocked.
0: I wouldn't be shocked, too, if maybe Nicki and Tiffany somewhat are friends. And Tiffany didn't mean this in, like, a derogatory sense. You know, like okay. I wouldn't be shocked if like Tiffany maybe said it as a joke. Cause like we I don't think our she was before.
1: though. <gasps> oh, I think see, she was I being dead ass, dead ass serious.
0: I mean, but also like, what has Tiffany Haddish done recently though? The last thing I know that she's done was her comedy special, her book, and then Girls Trip.
1: Well, the thing is, oh, she's
0: had a couple movies recently.
1: She has. And also, I think another big part of this is like, how many black female comedians are there out there right now? It's. Okay, and I think that goes to show a couple. how black women aren't being represented in comedy right now. And it's like, okay, you have this yeah. one woman that's like succeeding and doing well, and that's supposed to represent the entire community.
0: I mean, but that's the thing, too, because I know a couple... Black women comedians that I do follow and keep up with right now. But I think Tiffany Haddish is the only like household name for the majority. Yes. So I can completely understand what you're saying with that. Yeah. And I'm
1: not trying to discredit her in any way. I think she's- No, of course Made not. huge achievements and huge strives within the industry. But I think it just goes to show how ill-represented- Black Female comedians are right now, and I mean,
0: because also to compare to Nicki Minaj, and you're just showcasing how Nicki Minaj was literally leading the rap game for 10 years by herself.
1: Thank you, and Come that on. was another thing I wanted to say about the Grammys. I was so happy that we finally have female black rappers, yes, in the mainstream, and so many of them, because so there was that period for 10 years. Where the only female rapper you heard of
0: was Nicki. She was, like, the only one being pushed. Yes. And, like, granted, now with more female rappers, a lot of them are trying to, like... Kind of push Nikki to the side. No, first of all, no one's pushing Nikki to the side. The uh, barbs yes, will not have it. Yes, the barbs cannot... will not have that. No, but,
1: could you but imagine that... the barbs would start World War Fucking Three if anyone started oh, And People have tried to like push our side. I mean, with Cardi, that was a whole thing in and of itself. We yeah. saw with the fight. Could you imagine if we were doing oh this podcast when that fight happened? The blood. Oh my gosh,
0: it was. It was.
1: Do you remember that morning when I, I texted when... you?
0: Oh yeah, because I was on a social media like cleanse for my film class just said, for a couple days, stop. and then that Saturday was the first day that I was allowed to go back on social media. It was insane. Shit. It was one like of the best days of my life. Blue, <laughs>
1: honestly, it was some of the best days of my life too.
0: The it slipper, was. There was a lot to like talk the fucking about with Cinderella
1: shoe. Uh, mm-hmm, oh mm-hmm. my! <laughs> that was but that's such the a... thing.
0: It's like, yeah, it just shows within the industry how much they gatekeep from other up-and-coming artists to be a part of I guess the conversation to be a part of you know the music industry and mm-hmm. now luckily we have a period of time again where there are many black female rappers on the scene we saw it before with you know Lil' in Kim, 90s, Missy Elliott yeah. way back when in the 90s and the early 2000s and then it was just Nikki. and now we're having this resurgence yeah. with you know we see Doja Cat, Megan The Stallion who else? Cardi. So many. Rico Nasty, Cardi, Jasmine the City Sullivan. Girls. Like, yes, there's so many. And I am so happy because I'm tired of listening to male rappers. I'm so tired that of listening to true. male rappers. <laughs> I'm so tired. I'm sorry. If you're a man, I'm not listening. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. That
1: concludes the segment of Hot Topics. Hope you enjoyed. We were talking about the Grammys. Let us know what were some of your highlights.
0: And we'll be back after this. Hello everyone, and welcome back to our corner, Tittering Thoughts. Um, this week was inspired by a top five beatdown that I recently have with my friends that ended in fights because I'm sorry, but I'm correct and everybody else is just wrong. <laughs> um,
1: I said it because it's the truth, and it's the truth, the truth and because I said because it, because
0: I said it, because I said it. So this week, our top five beatdown was about cereals, and. I said that the number one cereal was Honey Bunches of Oats. And I'm correct. So I would like to know for you, Sal, if you had to pick a cereal that stands the test of time, what would it be?
1: Honey Bunches of Oats. Mm. I gotta say, I think that's a weak link. Out of all cereals?
0: no. See, now we have to fight. Out of all <laughs> cereals though. Out of all cereals, Honey Bunches of Oats takes the cake. When you I have never cinnamon get Cinnamon Toast of them. Crunch. Too sugary. Okay. That's fair. Too sugary. I'm sorry. The thing is, I
1: don't really eat cereal. I used to, and when I did, like on a regular basis, I would eat like Raisin Bran because it wasn't it's too sugary. To slap that was yes. like my oh, with the
0: crunch. Oof, yes. <sighs>
1: So, I think, yeah, you have to look at it in two different ways. Like, do you want it as a mm-hmm. dessert or like in a more practical sense? A dessert? Sense? What do you mean a dessert? Like, people will just snack on cereal, like as a little sugar rush.
0: Oh, okay. I see what you're saying. I was like, you eat it for dessert like after <laughs> a full on entree? I mean, sometimes. <laughs> You'd be sitting at the dinner table and be like, yes, can I have an order of honey bunches of oats, please? <laughs>
1: but like, cinnamon toast crunch. Reese's Puffs. Like, that is a dessert. Like, that tastes like fucking chocolate milk by
0: the end of it. Literally, that's not cereal. That's a dessert. That is a dessert. That is candy. So,
1: with that said, I would say, okay, I can kind of get Honey Bunches of Oats. What did your friends say? I'm intrigued. What were the other responses?
0: They named some shit that I never had in my household. There was, like, Honey Bunches of Oats, Toaster... No, not Toaster Strudel. That's something different. Um... (laughs) They, they were naming, like, different flavors of Cheerios and shit, like, Chacos and shit. I oh, don't fuck. even fucking know. Okay, Cheerios I not are good. This. Cheerios are good. But there was, like, oh, it was a flavor of Cheerios with, like, extra sugar on it.
1: Oh, bitch, stop. Enough. Let's go for the plain, regular brand-ass, like, the one you reach for. It's not, like, it just I'm not so just different. selecting, like, the fucking Chromatic Oreo cookie. We're talking about, like, the regular Oreo cookie. Like, bitch, relax. We're not talking about wasabi. Oh.
0: Can we also have a fight about Oreos? Thin Oreos are superior. I'm sorry, but I said it.
1: Yeah, I don't like the double stuffed. I like the thin. Thank you. And
0: okay, do you, you're the first okay. white person that says that they agree with So them. we're gonna <laughs> swerve
1: over into this discussion about Oreos. So we're gonna finish here with the okay. cereal. I get what you're saying. Yeah. Cause there are two separate categories, dessert and like practical. So I I can get behind honey punches of oats. In mm-hmm. terms of Oreos, how do you eat your Oreo?
0: I mean, I only eat thin Oreos, but if it's the regular Oreos, what I do is, is I literally open up the Oreo, peel some of the like cream off and then eat it. Because I don't, I prefer the cookie than the cream. I prefer the cookie over the cream. Wait, so do you
1: eat the cream?
0: I eat the cream, but I like cut the layer in half. But that's why I like thin Oreos. So you break it in half and
1: then you like gnaw at the cream and then you eat the cookie part, right? Yeah. Okay. That's the way you're supposed to do it. Thank you. Really? These bitches just eat it like any old cookie. Just bite right into the bitch.
0: <laughs> no! Absolutely not. Or I'll use the two sides of the cookie to like scrape off some of the cream That's before just, I start eating. If it.
1: If I want that, I'll reach for the other like rip-off brand chocolate chip cookies or whatever. Oh my god, the rip-off like,
0: brands taste so bad though. They taste so bad. Yeah. That don't even have the stuff. What's the point of having the stuffing in the middle? Exactly. It,
1: just yes, give me this cookie. is what you're supposed to do. You break it in half, you gnaw at the cream, or you don't have to. Sometimes you can, sometimes you don't. But the joy of it is okay. that you get two cookies in one. You know what I'm saying? Like, you mm. get the enjoyment of eating two little separate said. cookies. And you're dipping them both in milk or coffee. I've done it with coffee. I like it with coffee. These bitches just biting straight into an Oreo like they're psychopaths
0: okay i kind of love that then okay yeah
1: i'm glad you agree on where i'm coming from thank
0: god yeah because some people be eating the oreos but they're like all cream no cookie and i'm like were you loved as a child are you okay (laughs) i know i'm sorry i just can't have you ever had the carrot cake one i want to try that one no what the fuck i know why would i want to try that one that sounds disgusting i like carrot
1: cake though yeah you got that (laughs) you got that i always wanted to try the different flavors but i never got around to it i like vanilla Mm. that was a staple of my childhood
0: i'm just the the, keep it simple straightforward i don't need any of the other flavors i just like i think i also just like i I just like the cookie part so when it does the other flavors i'm like it's not the same and sometimes they're too soft like the vanilla ones taste soft to me and i hate that okay
1: okay great cookie discussion and serial discussion.
0: Yeah, let us know your I'm thoughts. I'm happy that we're on the same like page because I've been fighting with a lot of people about this.
1: <laughs> <laughs> me too about the Oreos. We had a full on battle, and everyone I was like over oh for like five. Like everyone was against me in that moment, and thought I He's was like, the crazy one. Why are you one.
0: booing me? I'm right. <laughs> I'm literally right. <laughs> I'm saying
1: it because it's the truth, and it's the truth because and I'm it's saying the truth it bitch. because I've said it
0: period (laughs) on
1: that note this has been episode 32 of into it thank you for
0: listening we'll see you next week bye